the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We are recording live today from Taximania 3, better known as Clash of Carpet City. For God's sake. I am JD. <laughs> and I'm Shane Daniels. <laughs> I'm Jake Murphy. And I'm the promoter of this shit, Tyler. <laughs> and I'm the most specialist of guest referees, Will. And we're here with a very special guest this afternoon. We are here with the one, the only, Martin Stone. Gentlemen, thank you very much for having me on today. Man, uh, thank you so much for being here. We're excited to have you on the show, and we're excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, honestly, didn't know if we'd be able to get you on or not, so this is pretty great. Uh, more than welcome. Again, thank you for having me on. All right, so first of all, I want to start off with this line of questioning, because uh, tonight your opponent's Jaden me, and you guys met down in Atlanta at Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Yep. So uh, things have kind of come full circle. Would you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, God, I mean, AWE was what? That was... Seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. So, yeah, a lot has definitely happened since then. But, um, yeah, uh, Jaden's a good kid. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to beat seven dollars of crap out of him tonight. <laughs> so, have you gotten to see any of his work recently? Yeah, I was watching some stuff, um, was it about two weeks ago? And then I saw that uh, John Davis was uh, putting him over on Twitter, so he's obviously good. Yeah, uh, man, uh, the kids, like, we met him when he was 15 years old at TWE, oh, wow. and he's yeah. come such a long way. Awesome. It's, it's really exciting to see him be able to, like, believably be in the ring with somebody of your caliber. No, well, I appreciate that. Um, so let's talk a little bit, because you famously went through a period in NXT. Talk a mm-hmm. little bit about how they recruited you and your, your landing there. So... The turn, I, I was I was an extra for a while, and I was having everyone's like the guys that they were like redebuting or repackaging or whatever. Um, they would call me up, and I would have their uh, uh, their matches because it was nice because they at least trusted me as an extra to be like, all right, you're not going to go into business for yourself. You're going to you know you're literally just going to say, what do you need? Match is going to be great. He's going to get over, but you'll keep yourself over as well. So that, that was always the deal. And then I got a random phone call um, for the UK tournament, which was, was that January 2017, I think, the UK tournament. I don't it was, remember. Or was it, exactly. it was either 2016 or 2017. I can't really remember the year. But I ended up getting that call, and then a week later I flew out. And that, for me, was the turning point. Um, and then... There was discussions and everything like that, and then they they brought me in um, on a uh, part-time deal. So I was doing the weekly, uh, the monthly tapings at Full Cell that was on the network at the time, mm-hmm. and then I would work the Florida shows. Um, at that point in time, that was when they had the potential idea of teaming up, teaming me up with Only Lorcan. So we would run that on the Florida shows just to see if it worked. Um, and then all out the blue, they were like, "Yep, yeah, this works." So we're gonna we're gonna now sign you to a full time deal, and that was yeah, reported for duty May twenty eighteen. As a, uh, a tag team wrestler myself with Jake, when was it that you knew that you guys were gonna work as a tag team? Like oh, first night, first night, yeah, first night. Just again, only well, Biff is fantastic. Um, he's such a good worker. 
and just you know we always got on so you know just click so yeah for a lot of tag teams it's kind of hard finding that especially when you're kind of thrown together mm, finding yeah. that chemistry yeah, no for sure I yeah. mean that's the thing we weren't the, we weren't a typical tag team in that we did every single tag team movie you can think of and stuff like that we, we, did, we did our own thing but just managed to blend it together and it just worked yeah so, that was my first real exposure to you. Was mm. yeah, was the tag team with Orange. Like, oh, I loved you guys so much. I was like, this this is what tag team wrestling is supposed to. Oh, be I appreciate that. So, at, uh, with you and only or with Biff, uh, is there like a favorite tag team match that you guys had? Whether it be in NXT, like if you were guys like all the networkers, even if do like a house show in Florida, like any yeah. any match coming to mind? Uh, so obviously the the big one was uh, TakeOver Chicago, which was the match that made us. Yeah. Um, yeah. To come out to an entire crowd hating you, but then halfway through it, it shifts to the point when they're like, maybe they're going to do this. So that for me was a very, very, very special moment because like, we went, oh God, we walked out and literally just Absolutely murdered by the crowd. I remember looking, I was like, ooh, this is going to be rough. <laughs> and just, you know, we're, we're trying to do like the, our shine at the start of the match, or if you call it a shine, I don't know. Some people do, some people don't. But we're trying to do that, and, uh, you know, they're just, the crowd aren't buying any of it. I'm just like, oh, all right. But then just at that point, I was like, right, I'm going to sell my ass off, and I'm going to make sure something happens and then luckily halfway through it that switch happens yeah, Chicago's a feel, tough, tough yeah, crowd yeah, yeah 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 so to feel them literally go okay maybe not and then but, and then obviously you know we, we did the finish and then to get that reaction you know just yeah. so this is going to be kind of a little bit of an off the wall question but is Pat McAfee really that nuts yes okay <laughs> <laughs> I listen to his podcast all yes. the time and Boston Connor just seems like the Matt, biggest that's, shit in life so. Pat is Pat Pat's awesome. Pat's amazing. He Sorry. really is. If you go to a live show and he's there, he will get on the desk and dance and yep. everything. Yeah, Pat's awesome. Pat's, again, I mean, all right, he's, he was in the NFL for, what, eight, nine years? Yeah. yeah Remains pretty right now, much yeah. in, in injury-free and just, yeah, but he missed his calling. Definitely missed his calling. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as your time in WWE goes, who would you say is like, was the most consequential relationship you had besides the um, Mikey and Shane that are now known as TMDK good guys real real good guys um, I had a great relationship with Terry Taylor um, he ended up being my mentor throughout that whole time period um, Norman Smiley as well just you know he's, he's hey, that's always, your guy. That's always your guy. Oh, my God. Norman Smiley oh, I love this <laughs> so, y'all all just immediately start staring so, so I need you to explain to Martin why you quote unquote love Norman Smiley please I, I've been waiting on this day for my entire life oh my god this is great all I'll say is there's more that meets the eye, and I'll leave it. Are you a fucking transformer? Explain the story. You gotta explain the story. You can't just say that. Ass. Entertain, bitch. Um, honestly, I can't even remember how it started, but it was just always, at least for me, growing up, it was always 
okay, here comes Norman Smiley to get mowed down. And I don't know. I, I was just never a big fan. And then it became a weird running joke with me and my friend Bentley where we just kept badgering them about Norman Smiley either messing with their old radio show or stealing something. <laughs> anything that went wrong, I blamed on Norman Smiley. Norman is literally one of the greatest human beings in on this planet, so how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Listen, maybe I'm glad should... this finally has a payout. I know. Like, maybe this we should was move... the longest payoff. Well, maybe ever. we should move Will and the, the guest referee in the match with Jaden and Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so if Will gets cheeky, Martin can smack I, him around. I do have the pencil and the pen, pen pad, so. Uh, it's a long night for you if this gets <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to see this now. <laughs> you got oh. semi and main today. All right, back to back. So, uh, oh my gosh. When you were released from WWE, what was that like for you? Uh, just trying to regroup and everything. So, was, there, was that a surprise at all? Yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Um, so, I'd obviously, we'd, we finally finally won the, uh, uh, the, the tag titles against um, Rizango. That was October. 2020 and then we started doing you know we started having some good runs with people and stuff like that and you know it was all coming together and then we had the match with uh, Cross and Finn Balor and that was when I separated my shoulder um, so yeah so rolled out the ring uh, smacked the, 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 the guardrail so the cameras couldn't see it and I thought I'd put it back in I was like yes here we go jumped up grabbed the top rope boom I'm straight back out so, went to the went and got a, a scan the next day, and the uh, the surgeon was like, "Well, you've got a grade one and a grade six ACL like sprain, like strain. One is you can just rehab it up to like two or three. Then we look at surgeries like yours is six, so you definitely need surgery." I was like, "Wonderful. Okay, here we go. Brilliant." Um, and then yeah, so then obviously they had to they had to take that to. Uh, strip us of the tiles, which sucked. It did suck because I knew where we were going and it, it was, it was going to be pretty good. But then, yeah, so I, I got the surgery, I did the rehab. Um, I came back for the last uh, black and gold main event of NXT against Wesley and I can't remember their name. What was the tag name? Um, Wes and. MSDK? Uh, no, 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 um, no. MDK. M no, MSK. MSK. Sorry, lads. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, so we came back and had that match, and it was awesome. And yeah, then, it was. Um, that was a good match. Yeah, just again, that was like, I mean, I'd worked Zach once on the Indies, like years before that. And that was the first time I'd got in there with Wes, and just again, just it clicked. It was, it was just, it was, it, was, it was a real fun match. It was good. Then, um, then I did a, uh, then I unfortunately got my collarbone broken in a training match. Oh, on the same side. Oh, so then, oh no. So I'd done a six-month rehab, came back one week later, boom, I'm out again. How so long I'm like, okay. Take you out for it. <laughs> so then that was, what was that? That was a September. So it was like, okay, you've got a broken collarbone, no problem. We'll put a plate in, you'll be good in eight weeks. All right, excellent. Back off to the races. Um, anyway, then there was there was complications, they got infected, so then they had to go back in again, take the plate out, clean everything out, put the plate back in. Um, and then it was, okay, well, well, we'll wait a little bit longer, we'll get to the uh, eight-week mark, ten-week mark, and we'll see where we're at. Then, basically, my shoulder just wasn't healing. 
So uh, I then got made a coach, which was a fantastic experience. Um, got released, and so I got made a coach in the October. Was it, no, it was uh, November. Got released in January. Still not cleared. So I couldn't work. I couldn't work. I couldn't wrestle. I couldn't literally do anything. Oh, man. Um, so I was like, okay, so I'm still doing the rehab protocol and stuff like that. And, and I'll tell you what, that company looked after me. You know, they paid for all my rehab. They, unfortunately, <laughs> as it didn't heal, I still needed yet another surgery. So I had to go under again June, no, July of last year. So because it wasn't healing, they took a piece of my hip bone out, popped it in there and did like a bone graft. Mm-hmm. Because it, it healed at the bottom, but the top, it just, it just wasn't healing. So... Yeah, then finally got cleared uh, December of last year. So literally, I was on the shelf for uh, a year and a half. Wow! Yeah. So, and they took care of all that. They took care of everything. That's they really, yeah, they they, they they did look after me. So I mean, the circumstance around getting released sucked, but I've been there before because it was the second time I was there. So yeah. it wasn't so much getting released. I was concerned. I was just like, how do I earn money now? How do I try and capitalize on this run that I've just had? I couldn't. So it's kind of slipped away a little bit and everything like that but um yeah so i was more concerned about okay how do i provide a living for my family because right now i can't you know still in a sling like just it was it was awful um but yeah luckily thankfully we're all good now so yeah here we are <laughs> so uh what have you been up to since WWE? um well apart from well, sir, apart working. from rehabbing yeah. and getting surgery uh, yeah so my first match back was january 13th for coastal champ championship wrestling in florida um, who Ooh, are Florida, I'm sorry. L- How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, so I said, no, Coastal Championship Wrestling is awesome. Yeah. They sell out all of their shows. Oh, they, that's great. They run five to nine times a month. Oh, like, they okay. are okay. huge. Wow. Yeah, they are literally a traveling company. Who was that match with? Uh, the first match was with Aussie Killmeister. How'd that go? Good kid, yeah. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was blown sky high. Blown sky high. <laughs> <laughs> it took two bumps. I was like, <gasps> oh, it's been nearly two years. Oh, don't oh. tell me that. Don't tell me that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, you enjoy it. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then just, you know, and again, it's my shoulder's healed, but obviously I'm trying to be careful with it. I'm not trying to go mental and be like, right, I need to work every weekend. Um, I should do because obviously there's a plate in it, so I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But just you know, right now I'm just I'm trying, try, trying to get back in shape again, um, just so that you know I can give the full Mark Stone experience and not you know. Um, so I'm t- taking it slow, but bookings are slowly starting to pick up. So just you know, the, the idea is to literally by the end of the year be back in my t- uh, best shape, working as much as possible, and then we'll just see what happens in the future. So well, we look forward to seeing how it goes. Um, if you could, just for a second, there's a lot of young guys out there uh, trying to break into the business mm-hmm. or just barely breaking in. What is the one key piece of advice you would give to someone in their first year of wrestling? Get your foundations and your basics as good as you can. There's no point starting a match with a run spot. You need to bring the crowd in and you need to make your work as believable as possible. The analogy I always use, okay? At most shows, you're gonna have you're gonna have a dad that's paid for two kids, he's paid for his wife, he's gonna buy merch, he's gonna buy concessions or whatever like that. So with tickets for 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 a family of four, 
plus merch and stuff like that, you're looking at round about between 150 and 200 bucks. That's the person you need to convince to come back the next the next year. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if, unless he's like a real die-hard wrestling fan, which is probably not. He's probably just a casual fan. His kids watch it, whatever. That's the person you need to convince and make your work stand out so that he can literally look and go, well, what was different about that match than the one before or the one after? And I promise you, believability. If you can literally make everything look as real and make it look like a struggle and a fight, and just hook people in in that. If you get to the point when you want to start doing high spots, you've already hooked them in. That's just icing on the cake. So, got a question. Far away. Do you remember when Lex Luger had the metal in his forearm and used it as a finish? Yeah. So, are we going to see the same thing like with your shoulder? What, with a flying shoulder tackle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hear me out. It's believable. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It really would. <laughs> you know? Would you pitch that to Triple H if you were... Uh, no, no, definitely not. No. <laughs> He'd so look listen, at me and be like... Remember how yeah, big Luger cool. was. <laughs> We can make this bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely make it bigger. But, um, yeah, that was a great question. I thought, yeah, I'll say you just I killed the conversation, that. didn't you? Yeah, yeah. you really. Good job. really Th- that's it. what I'm here for, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what would you consider at this point in your career to be the moment? Like when you just look back and said that that was the, the best, biggest moment of my career. That was, that was me at the pinnacle. Take out the Chicago three. Take out the Chicago. Yeah. Definitely. I would say when like the when they put the tag titles on us, but it was during COVID. It was during the pandemic. Yeah, so it yeah. Was, you know, it, there was a crowd there, but obviously they're in these boxes and they've got to wear masks and they can't really make that. You know, so it was a great moment, but just yeah, take over Chicago three, just smacks. It. I'd say COVID era uh, wrestling was a buzzkill for a lot of people, especially like you, Drew. Stuff like that. I mean, he won the big one. Mm. There was In no front crowd. Of no one, yeah. yeah. I mean, what kind of moment is that? Like, yeah, you I had, worked um, your ass off. I literally had what would have been one of my dream matches against Kushida in front of nobody. Wow, man. Yeah, so, in front of nobody. I was talking to Will about this earlier, and this is maybe just a personal taste preference, but like, I really enjoyed the COVID era of wrestling. I think um, we saw a lot of people. Up their promo game. Yep. Uh, we saw a lot of people tighten up their work because there's not a crowd there to be, react yep. to make the people on television believe. Yep. So, like, for you as a performer performing during that era, what was something that you really took away from The one thing I wish I'd done personally was done less and made the smaller things mean more. Because that, that was the perfect time to pull the business back. Um, okay, let's not concentrate on doing so much stuff. Let's pull it back and we can kind of regroup. Um, I did slow my stuff, but I, I did, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I do kick myself for that. But um, it was good to be able to go out there and just, it was like, okay, well, you can't call anything now. So you've just got to go out there and work. So it was like, if you were calling it, you had to be really tight because obviously there's no noise, there's nothing like that. Yeah. So it was good from that point of view and that it was like, okay, right, this really is a reset. Yeah. So it was, it was really, really good for that. But again, it was just hard, you know, and it's like, you got to, you're like, oh, okay, we're going to do a top like, superplex and you're like, 
There's no crowd. There's no adrenaline. No oh, God. <laughs> like, so it, it, it sucked from that point of view because you would do like what? So we uh, that point in time, they were filming. In, I think it was, you could be, I think the protocol in Florida was if you were in, in an enclosed setting, you could do two weeks on and then you had to do like two off. So we would literally film two weeks worth of stuff. So it's like we, you know, we do, uh, you'd have the guys doing Raw and SmackDown. Then a lot of us would do main event and obviously 205. And then we were filming NXT as well. So it was like we would do like a solid two week block and then we'd, uh, we'd be off. So, I mean, it was, I mean, again, I was so thankful to still be working during that time because so many people, like, I had so many friends that just weren't working and like that. I had a, a, a few friends that had their own businesses and just they lost it all. So it's just like I was very, very fortunate to be working during a horrible time period. So Growing up, uh, you know, and stuff, watching like wrestling mm-hmm. in England and stuff like that, having guys like Johnny Saint and Steve Gray and stuff like that. What are some like inspirations that you took from those guys that you really like – when you decided to be a wrestler, going back, did you watch any of that world class championship? So, yeah, like I mean, obviously, I was too young to see it in its heyday. Yeah, but then obviously, when I started training, I started training with uh, Tony and Dino Scarlo, and obviously, Tony Scarlo was the at one time he was the British lightweight champion. Yeah, so I started watching a lot of stuff then, and the, the guys that I was just like, okay. I wanted. I tried, I tried to take as much as I could from Mark Rocco, Fit Finley, William Regal, Dave Taylor, Robbie Brookside, um, all like the real workhorses that could go. I mean, you had totally you had um, Pete Roberts, Terry Rudge, Tony Sinclair, like just absolutely phenomenal workers. So then I was like, all right, well, let's throw a bit in there, uh, a bit of that in there. Um, that, well, I'm going to say a name now. You know, um, I was a huge fan of Chris Benoit growing up. Um, so I tried to take his style, um, blend it with Austin, blend it with all those world of sport guys, and the idea was to try and see if, okay, here is Martin uh, So, the Billy Robinson, uh, a big fan of his work. Mm. Uh, yeah, Billy's was, awesome. Was he part of that group that you mentioned as well? Uh, he, towards the, so not when I first started training, because I didn't, I hadn't really seen him yet, but then yeah. obviously when wrestling got really popular on the internet and then obviously YouTube so, and everyone's uploading stuff. There was one time I was like, so then there's a few spots I took of his where I was just like, right, okay, we're going to add that into it, which is why it was awesome uh, getting the chance to actually coach with uh, Hideki Suzuki at the PC because Hideki Suzuki was the last student of Billy Robinson. Which was, oh, yeah, wow. was awesome. uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, Hideki's so good. I always loved some Fit Family, man. Just his man, smash man, best mouth ever. style. Best worker mm. ever. Fit is the absolute man. I, I had the chance to wrestle uh, his son Brogan three, yeah. three, four weeks ago now. Brogan wrestles phenomenal. down here. Yeah, yeah it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's so good. So, um, before we wrap up here, anything you want to, anything that I haven't asked you that you feel like should have been asked? No? No? No, not at all. No, okay. It's, it's been good. Yeah, cool. We didn't go uh, off the rails, so that's good. <laughs> well, we did for a little bit because this yeah, one done. Like, yeah, so, yeah, you know, had to bury Florida too. I mean, yeah, yeah you bury Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bollocks Sorry. all over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let us know. Let everybody know how they can find you. Where they can uh, 
catch what, catch what you're up to. Yeah, um, I'm on uh, social media. I'm on Twitter as at Strong Style Brit. I'm also on Instagram as the same handle. Um, and I just want to say thank you to anybody that has ever paid for a ticket to come see me work. It's greatly appreciated because if it wasn't for you guys, I couldn't do what I've been doing for the last 20 years, which I absolutely love. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime, lads, anytime. Except for this one, it don't like normal smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Another Free Wrestling Podcast, live from Taxamania with our special guest, Martin Stone. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, yeah, talk to you all soon. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in your feeds next week. Jake, what do they need to do? Three more Marty Stone matches. <laughs>